Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean, and I don't know where I'm going. With me is Julia Monin. <laughs> we were talking about maps before this, yeah, we right? Were. We and were. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, well, we were talking about a lot of things, but maps was the last one maps before the the, the hard turn. And you, generally speaking, do know where you're going. You're very good with a map. You have a. I have my dad's sense of direction. So that's a good one. Yeah, and a oh love gosh, for maps that really I have I've never met anyone in my life who has a love for maps like you do. You should meet my dad. Oh, yeah. I would like to. Yeah, that's that's why I get it. Shout out, Dad. Shout out. Yeah, Padre Wilson, mm-hmm. Papa Papa Wilson. I meant Papa Wilson. <laughs> that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Wow. Yeah, my dad. So, it, well, so my dad, when he and my mom first got married, mm-hmm. he would be like sitting on his, you know, sitting on the couch reading an atlas, mm-hmm. and my mom, oh. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Well, just reading a map. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Here's okay. Yeah. So that's my dad. Sure. Personally, for me, mm-hmm. I have to put a time blocker on my maps app on my phone because I'll just stay up way too late looking at a map. Mm-hmm. You've told me that before. I know. It almost it's ended still our there. friendship. It's still there. <laughs> I chose the, to love you block. through that. The blocker is still there on your map. Yeah, I'm not willing to take the risk as <clears> to what will happen to my sleep schedule if I right. unblock it. Right. You know. Right. I yeah. Although I think it was. It was one night recently where mm-hmm. I have two big maps on my wall. Mm-hmm. I've got a world map and a map of the country. And mm-hmm. the world map's really cool because it's it's from the 1980s or 70s, basically when the USSR was still around, the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an old map, which mm-hmm. has things that are different. Mm-hmm. The lines are different than they are today. Mm-hmm. So that's fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cities are named different. Mm-hmm. Took me a little while to, like, what, what is Stalingrad? What do we call that now? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, and what was your other map? Oh, the the United States of America. Okay, yeah, Yeah. okay, I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now you said I don't know where I'm going. I would just argue that most of the time you do know where you're going. It's if it's anyone at this table who doesn't know where they're going, it's moi. Mm -hmm. You recently uh, made me a map, which I I have found. It's the I have never referenced a map as much as I have referenced this particular map that you've made me. It's, I cannot tell you how many times I use it. Wow. How many times I pull it out and say, hold on a second. Stop Stop what you're saying. I need to get my map out and I need to figure this out. So I asked Father Sean. I kept getting confused with all the parishes in um, Allglaze, Mercer, Shelby, and Dark Counties, especially Mercer County. I'm having a difficult time keeping all those parishes straight. Sure. Who's clustered with who? What priest is there and what Vicar is there, and I know all of this is likely going to be announced and changed soon, but then you get to draw me another map. But anyway, you drew me a map where all this is broken down for me, and it's making more sense in my mind. Isn't that great? It's amazing. Like, that's, see, that's, that's the beauty of maps. It helps, it helps to, for things to know where they belong and how things interrelate, interrelate with each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's for spatially, but that's... so. Literally, the hard stop before we started the podcast was mm-hmm. a book by Dr. Jordan Peter- Peterson. Mm-hmm. It was entitled Maps of Meaning mm-hmm. and how we don't have these maps for our lives anymore of where we're going, how things are related, what's important, where are we going, where are we going to see on the way. And that's his his point is that's what mythology did. And even like great stories do, but as those have fallen apart and they've actually all been labeled as, you know, against some sort of group or mm-hmm. inappropriate, whatever, mm-hmm. that what actually is falling apart is our identity and our ability to navigate through the world. So hmm. really fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Maps. Maps. <laughs> Ooh. That's all I got on that, that. Yeah. We should probably pray. Oh, okay. In the Father good. and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, we give you thanks uh, for this opportunity to to reflect upon the wonders of your love and your Son and the sacrifice he offers and continues to perpetuate through the Mass. We ask that you may send forth your Holy Spirit upon us, upon all those listening to this podcast, and stir in our hearts the fire of your love. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, when you woke up this morning, did you think, I'm going to get to banter on this podcast about maps? There <laughs> is a good chance that at some point in my day, maps will come up. <laughs> okay. Whether it's just by happenstance, uh-huh. but more often than not, it's me forcing the issue. <laughs> Listen. You got to talk truth, about what you know. You're, the truth what will you set know, you right? free, man. The truth will set you free. Yeah. What are we really going to talk about today? Jesus. We're going to talk what about in the, particular. Uh, we're going to talk about the twelfth chapter of the book of Exodus, which mm-hmm. is the instructions of the Passover meal in the in the Old Testament. So, if you remember your Old Testament history, um, the Israelites ended up in Egypt. They're enslaved. God calls Moses to to bring them out. Moses has a little bit of back and forth. He's he's got to convince Pharaoh to let the people go to worship. That's mm-hmm. why they're going is to go out and worship. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh says no, mm-hmm. and then Moses eventually, the last straw, the last sign that then the, they're going to say, all right, you guys get out of here, mm-hmm. is they slaughter the lambs, mm-hmm. They, you know, and then the whole pa- the offering of the Passover lamb mm-hmm. that then gets perpetuated, right? The Jewish people do that every year on the Feast of Passover, mm-hmm. something similar. Of course, they're, they're not escaping Egypt every year, mm-hmm. um, but, they, but they remember that day. And mm-hmm. so it's a great feast. It's the Feast of Liberation. It's the Feast of Freedom. Mm-hmm. They kill, they slaughter those lambs, and then of course the the New Testament tie-in um, all starts when John when Jesus comes to John the Baptist in the book of the Gospel of John to be baptized. And John the Baptist says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." And everybody's like, "Wait, what? Mm. We know some lambs. They don't look like a lamb. <laughs> what does this mean?" Mm-hmm. And then even Saint Paul has the line in there: "For Christ, our Paschal Lamb, has been sacrificed. We must keep the feast." Mm-hmm. And then throughout. The uh, the book of Revelation, there's a lamb that's being worshipped, that's standing as though slain. That's you know, like the lamb is the center character of this book, and it's like mm. that's got to mean something else. Mm. So, so that's it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot more details in there, but that's the general outline, right? <laughs> they kill the Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. It gets perpetuated in uh, in the old in the the Jewish faith. It's very different from a Seder meal, you know, and he makes that point in there, right? Like a Seder meal is different. Um, and then uh, and then Jesus fulfills it. Then mm-hmm. it gets perpetuated at Mass. Mm-hmm. So that's our course. That's the outline. What don't you understand? Like questions? No. Questions? Professor Julia is in today. She's oh, got gosh. her glasses on. I do have my glasses on today. And I was able to read this chapter from um, Brant Petrie's book, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. And I was able to read this about three hours ago. So nice. So it's fresh. It's fresh and definitely not an expert. But I think let's. You kind of already did this, but let's just remind people of what is actually, which is how he begins too his explanation of this. Of what are the actual five steps that happen in oh, yeah. the Old that Testament? Was really helpful, right. Huh? So the one they have to choose an unblemished male lamb. So this is what God is saying. I'm going to set. I'm going to set you free. Right. Here's what you need to do prior to this happening, right? In its prime, right? right? Choose an unblemished male lamb, right, in its prime, a year old. Which, you know, is is an offering, right? It's mm-hmm. a sacrifice, because if you got ones like, ah, he's about ready to die anyways, mm-hmm. let's just let's right. just speed things up a little bit, right? right? What right. kind of sacrifice is that? But right. to say, ooh, this one's in its prime, we could, we could uh, 
we could have more lambs from this one because mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's good lamb. Mm-hmm. But it's in the unblemished mm-hmm. lamb. Mm-hmm. And even it's got to be a male. Like that's mm-hmm. very particular. Yep, these are specific things. And then step 2, once you find this unblemished male lamb in its prime, then sacrifice it. That's right. Right? And he draws out how this sacrifice would have looked like at Jesus's time, it would have looked like bloody. Well, bloody for sure. Mm-hmm. But then also the interesting part about how it's going to look like it's crucified, like mm. how they have it like hanging there to skin it sure, with, with like a, a rod from its mouth to its bottom and then across its shoulders, it's going to look like it's actually crucified. But anyway, sacrifice. Then you sacrifice this lamb. Then you spread the blood of the lamb on the home as a sign of the sacrifice. And you're spreading this... With hyssop? A hyssop branch. Branch. Right? It's a very particular kind of branch. Mm-hmm. Blood, and it's on the wood. Mm-hmm. The, the doorpost, the mm-hmm. lintel of the door, mm-hmm. right? So those are like three things to note. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, whatever. right? The hyssop, the know? blood, and the wood, right? And then the, the fourth is then, this is important, you have to eat it. You have to eat the flesh. Mm-hmm. I do like the, the one thing he says. Uh, so five, he makes the point five times in the... In, the 12th chapter of Exodus Mm -hmm. mentions eat, eat. You got to eat this five Mm -hmm. times. But it's like, well, you know, what if a family says, we're not big fans of lamb, you know, like, let's just not eat this. It's not the best tasting food. Mm -hmm. Dad didn't season it right. Not Mm -hmm. terribly good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he says you would have woken up the next morning and your firstborn son would have been dead. Mm -hmm. That's what happens if you don't eat the lamb. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. I'm laughing in my head because sometimes you go to family functions and if you don't eat everything that is prepared for you, it kind of feels like that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like my sweet potatoes? You didn't like that? Mom, I love your sweet potatoes. I, I can't wait to have them this that's week. That's right. I can't. <laughs> that's right. It's true. He means that. You know, I, I can do. tell. I could tell you meant yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't joke about sweet no, potatoes. don't joke about sweet potatoes. <laughs> so you have to eat it. This is very important mm-hmm. it's the part of the process and then did michael I, jackson run through your head at all no but now yes yeah. thank you for that our weird owls take on beat it right right right, beat it, beat right. It. okay oh golly probably gonna get copyright infringement okay all right and, and then, then you got to keep it <laughs> keep it <laughs> what is happening you got to keep the passover as a day of remembrance right which is not only like the memory of it happening, but like you're recreating it in the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if recreates the best word, what is but the it's word? something, um, it, you're reenacting it in some ways. It's, it's making it present, making it present. You're remembering it and also making it present, mm-hmm. which is what the sacred, what the liturgy does. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, you know, the Passover of course happened one time, right? It, there's one time where they, they woke up, the firstborn son was dead, and of all the Egyptians, and then they fled. Right? Mm-hmm. That happened once. Mm-hmm. Yet they continued doing this in the temple year after year after year, all the way up in past the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not long after the time of Jesus, but mm-hmm. just enough. Mm-hmm. So, And as they did that, it was a memory, but also it's, it's making it present so that this is, this is present here bef- before us. I found it interesting, too, how he described about, okay, so that was the first Passover as we read in Exodus 12 and how it would have Mm -hmm. happened that first year. And then also to know that this is the Jewish scripture and also then to take into consideration Jewish tradition, by the time Jesus arrived on the scene, the Passover looked a little bit different. And then he goes through and talks about how it wouldn't have looked exactly like what we saw in Exodus. There would have been similarities, of Mm -hmm. course, but also differences. And to think about that, and you know, the common thing we have with 
you know, with people who have a misunderstanding of, of Catholicism, right? And and that can be a, a hiccup for people. Sure. Like, where, how does that tradition get mm-hmm. into play? But to even think about this was the reality right here, that we oh, have yeah. what was written in the Jewish scripture, but then over the years, what it became by the time Jesus was there. Right. Right? An authentic development, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he talks about four differences. Are you ready to go there, sir? I, I am. I am. I just thought that, you know, maybe sometime, you know, sometimes people have Seder meals, you know, around Easter time. It's like, that's actually not what happened around Jesus's time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we should actually slaughter some lambs. Like, <laughs> let's do this as Jesus did. Let's get a lentil. Mm-hmm. Let's pour the blood somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let's do the real deal. Mm-hmm. That's all. Go on. That will Four get us shut down. Don't do that. Huh? I said that will get us shut down. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are reasons to, to slaughter mm-hmm. a lamb, normally mm-hmm. for food. Right. right, right. If you're going to eat it. Sure, sure. Well, which is very important, what we just talked right. about. Right, right. All right, all right. Okay, Sorry. so the four differences between the original um, Passover mm-hmm. and then what would have been different at the Passovers in the time of Jesus. One is where it's at. So the original was in their homes, right? right. And by the time Jesus has arrived, it's happening in the temple, right? Mm-hmm. In the city of Jerusalem. So they've got to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody lived in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. so they got to make a, a pilgrimage every year down to down to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then they got to buy it, so there's some money changers in the temple to exchange some money before you bought your lamb. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that somewhere else yep. in the gospel. Right. And then at the, also at the original Exodus, it would have been the fathers, and this is interesting. So at the time of the original Exodus, this priestly function, which by the way, this would have been a function of a priest to use blood in a sacrifice, something All that... Offer sacrifice. Right? That's Only what a priest the priest does. So in these 12 tribes, right, at this time of the original Exodus, the fathers were kind of... Um, the priests of the family. The priests of right? the family. So they were the ones offering this sacrifice. And that by the time Jesus is happening, it's only the Levitical priests, so the mm-hmm. one tribe that the is... Levites. Mm-hmm, permitted mm-hmm. to offer this sacrifice. So that's a difference, too, from the original Passover and by the time Jesus gets there. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, so, like, there's a difference, too, with the the Seder meal and what would have been happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Second difference... The way that the Passover lamb was sacrificed in the temple, in the temple, um, the Passover lambs in the temple were not only sacrificed; they were, so to speak, crucified, which we kind of talked about. Yeah, you that. mentioned that. Yeah, so that was different in the Skewers, first one. Skewers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, never mind. Sorry, stop me. You keep going. No, yeah, yeah. keep going. Okay, okay. You're doing great. Okay, and then the third was. Um, the tradition is that the ancient rabbi saw each annual celebration of the Passover as a way of participating in the first exodus. So again, both remember and make present. We sort of talked about this. Um, yes, okay. Saw each annual celebration of the Passover as a way of participating in the first exodus. So obviously at the first at the first Passover, it is actually happening right, right here and right, right now, right? So what's different by the time Jesus is coming is, well, this is how they're seeing it. Not only are we remembering it, but we're actually making it present again. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay? Yeah. Okay. Really, I'm just questioning, did I understand the reading correctly? You, you are doing, you're doing okay. great. You're passing with flying colors. Okay. Well. going to be the valedictorian of this podcast. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> and then the fourth, the final difference between the original Passover and the Jewish tradition is that some traditions tied the Passover feast to the coming of the Messiah and the dawn of the age of salvation. 
So by the time Jesus arrives, there are Jews making that association that we are making present. We're remembering what happened in the past. We're making it present again. And we're also looking to the future. Anticipating that. Of who is to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot going on with that Passover lamb, right? Yeah. And then, of course, during a Passover, Mm -hmm. somebody dies. Mm -hmm. Crucified. Mm -hmm. Whose blood is spilled. Mm -hmm. And there's some hyssop in there, Mm -hmm. right? So... Jesus, of course, is this this new Passover, and he makes the point that he's both keeping and and of course there's a meal right beforehand where Jesus keeps the keeps the Passover, the old old covenant Passover, but then just makes it all new, mm-hmm. fulfills it, um, takes it beyond what anybody could ever be, under or expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then he 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 makes some you know some. Um, some points are from the Bible, you know, Jesus talking to his disciples, I have greatly desired, I've longed to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So Jesus clearly understands like his what he's doing is tied to the Passover. Right. Right. And he's he's making that clear. And it, it even goes out to point out like, so Jesus as a youngster, you know, would have went with Joseph and Mary to the temple every year for the Passover. He would have seen, he would have seen the lambs. He would have seen how they're, they are, were being sacrificed, how they were being crucified. And him knowing that this is what mm-hmm. I'm coming would have, been, would have saw that, that this is where I'm leading as well. Um, what are you looking up there? Yeah. When Jesus gets lost in the temple, when he's oh, 12 sure. years old, mm-hmm. that, they went down for the Passover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each year the parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Right. This is every day for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not every day, every year. Mm-hmm. So he points out to the the similarities of the the Last Supper with mm. the the what would have been the traditional Passover meal, and then also what different what are, what's different about the Last Supper, right? So where where we see this connection of Jesus is saying, mm-hmm. "This is the old. I am the new covenant that's come into play," which is really profound. So for similarities, obviously the Last Supper is on Passover, right? Well, it depends whose chronology you follow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so, if, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke have a chronology for Holy Week that's different from John. Mm. Maybe we might have discussed this once before. So we did have an episode on the Last Supper. Yeah. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the meal, the Last Supper happens when they would have been eating the Last Supper meal. Okay. Okay. The Passover meal. Mm-hmm. John has everything a day earlier so that Jesus is crucified as the lambs are being sacrificed, right? Uh, and then people would have ate it later on Friday. So, um, okay, yeah, so there's a slight difference um, to that. Pope Benedict, in his book, Second mm-hmm. Volume of Jesus of Nazareth, seems to think that John's is probably the correct chronology. I don't remember his whole argumentation, but mm-hmm. um, the moral mm-hmm. of the story is they're tied together. They are, and the Last Supper is happening at the time of the... Passover celebration. Right. Yes, I, give or take a day. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, the details they're eating in Jerusalem, they're eating at night, they're drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Jesus is explaining the meaning of the bread like the Father would at the right. Passover. Um, they end with singing a hymn. Right? right, we see that in Matthew's gospel and Mark's. What and do you the, think their voices were like, right? 12, 12 guys singing together. You think they had practiced this? Yeah, I think, think they had singing yes, practice? Yes, their entire lives as they were going to the Passover, That's they were true. singing that. So singing. yes, they yeah. had lots of practice. Okay. Lots of it. Um, okay, but then what are these differences? What do we notice that's different in the Last Supper in this Passover meal Are with you quizzing Jesus? me? I kind of am. You oh, want to answer man. those? You want me to keep going? 
you go for it. I, you're on a I roll. I took really good notes because I, yeah, I didn't know what I was much, talking your about. Your notes are much better than mine. That's why you're the valedictorian. Okay. Well, this is only because I knew I didn't know what I was talking about. So I took good notes. Okay. So the difference is Jesus is acting as the leader here, not the father. And normally that would be the father of the family, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus is not the father of these 12 disciples. Normally it would be the father's role in this in this Passover meal to act as this leader. And Jesus is taking that role amongst himself. So there's one difference. The second is he is, he is using the terminology new covenant. So he's mm-hmm. not talking about the covenant with Abraham, the exodus from Egypt, the entry into the promised land. Jesus is talking about the new covenant, right? He's doing something that very night. Right. And that would have caught attention, right? Hold on now. Yeah. Wait up. Right. (laughs) And then perhaps the most profound is he is using the words, this is my body, right? Right. Eat my flesh, this is my body. So not the lambs, not the sacrificial lamb, Mm -hmm. but he's saying my body and my blood, right? Which of course would then have, now hold on. Yeah. This is different. It's the same but it's way different. Right. Right. Okay. So they have the, they have like their Jewish background to, to kind of like to know like what he's talking about, but Mm -hmm. then it's like, wait a minute, things are getting put together. Like things are very different. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why Pope Benedict said that it, he thought it was the day before the Passover lamb, like this, the meals anticipating the Passover meal because they're not eating any lamb. Right, because if if they would have maybe there would have been a lamb there. They're eating bread and wine, which Jesus says, "This is my body given up for you." Okay, that's the new lamb of God being sacrificed. So there is a lamb. It's just a new ball game. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So then, where are we going? My notes. The end of, of it talks about you have to eat the lamb. Oh yeah, right. right? You got to eat it. You got to eat the lamb. Right. Which I, you know, even. Before I read this, I, it didn't even cross my mind. And and I've read this book once before, but it didn't cross my mind that, oh man, yeah, it, not just that he's the lamb that he was sacrificed, that his blood was poured out, but it's actually, you have to eat this mm-hmm. or else the covenant is not enacted upon us, mm-hmm. which means the Eucharist is the perpetuation of the covenant of Calvary, mm-hmm. right? If Calvary and Jesus's death and resurrection is the new exodus, right, is the the, the path to take us to the promised land where the, the lamb of sacrifice is in its prime. It's, it's, it, as Jesus, he's, he's 33, so I'm almost in my prime. <laughs> I had to see that coming. Um, You're very excited about your Jesus here. I can't wait. Um, Mine's coming gone, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I was going to feel like, I feel like I'm already past my prime, but... I definitely am. Yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay. Good All right. Answer. Anyway, so you've got this. So he's basically, he's the new lamb, right? Mm-hmm. That sacrifice in, unless the flesh is eaten, then the the covenant is basically incomplete, mm-hmm. is not enacted, is not offered, mm-hmm. is not entered into mm-hmm. by the individual, by the community, by the family. Mm-hmm. And that's a real like, ooh, mm-hmm. if I want this to be part of my life, if I want to be part of Jesus's new covenant family, mm-hmm. I have to eat the flesh of the lamb of God. Yes, and drum roll, when does that happen? Of course, in the Most Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're invited to receive Holy Communion because mm-hmm. we're entering into covenant with the new Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so remember, remember what we talked about in Exodus in the Old Testament in this Passover. The, the God tells them, do this, right? Repeat right. this. Do this every year as a remembrance of me. 
of what I've done. Of what I've done, yeah. right? And this is not only them calling it to mind, but making it present. And again, what we're having here, Jesus is saying, do this in remembrance of me. There's that tie-in back mm-hmm. to what God says in Exodus. Do this in remembrance of me, right? Not just call it to mind and make it a memory, but actually make it present. Again, this this act, this Passover lamb is going to make it present. And Brant Petrie, I love this. He, he talks about how endless battles have been waged over the meaning of the word is here in Jesus's words. This mm. is my body. This is my blood. He's, he continues, all to no avail. However, if we put Jesus's words in context, we can discover a possible solution for the context of his words is quite clear. It is the Jewish Passover, right? And as we talked about mm-hmm. in that when we were talking about the five steps in the Passover, step four, you have to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So um so then it makes sense, right? Could a symbol of the lamb's flesh suffice? No, you had to eat the flesh of the right. lamb, right? Right. You um, couldn't go get, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> lamb animal crackers. Right, no. Say, well, right. this is good enough. Right. No. Right. It's be the lamb itself. And remember what you said, what happened if you didn't eat, if you were just like, mm-hmm. well, you know, lamb ain't really my game. Yeah. So I'm not going to eat it. And then, so there's that. There's that kind of issue. But then mm-hmm. he brings up another one about how you had to be Jewish to participate yes, in this, right? right? Which means for the men, you had to be circumcised mm-hmm. to be part of the Jewish faith, mm-hmm. to be brought into their family, and then mm-hmm. you get this high point of entering into this new covenant, right? Which the, the Jewish act of circumcision gets fulfilled by the baptism, by our baptism. So in our baptism, we're brought into the the family of Christ. We're brought into this new covenant family, and Mm -hmm. then we can partake of the Mm -hmm. sacrificial meal. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's not just, well, whoever wants to can receive Holy Communion because Holy Communion is good, and don't we want everybody to have everything that's good? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but there's there's a step to get there mm-hmm. first. You know, you got to commit to the family to be part of it before mm-hmm. you're you're able to come to the high point. So, right. a lot of good nuggets and mm-hmm. ecumenical thoughts to right. to ponder. Right, and and again, that's coming from this. That's coming from God, who's saying, like right. in Exodus, right? This is exactly how this meal will yeah. take place. Your it's foreigners exactly, aren't going to partake of it. No, unless they are circumcised. So it's like he's setting apart. This isn't just a meal you invite everyone to. Right. This is a sacrificial. Covenant, yeah, covenant for my family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everybody can come part of God's family. There's mm-hmm. just a process to do it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And then he kind of finishes up and says, um, should there be any doubt about this link between Jesus's death as the lamb and the eating of his flesh at the Last Supper, it's important to remember that this is exactly how the first century Eucharist was understood by one of the most Jewish of all early Christians, the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, quoting what you've already quoted, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the feast. That's in 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. And then 1 Corinthians 10, 16 reads, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a communion in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a communion in the body of Christ? Mm. So if in doubt... Turn to St. Paul. See what Paul had to say about it. (laughs) So anyway, good, okay. Cool. It's good stuff right there. That's Uh, meaty. (laughs) It is meaty. It is. It is. That's so, what you said earlier. You, no, meaty is a much better word. That is meaty. We were mm-hmm. talking about this before we actually recorded, and you called it. You didn't use that analogy. What did you say? I don't remember. But it wasn't meaty. Meaty is was much better. Meaty is better. Got, yeah. Got better. Got better. As yeah. Sad. <laughs> it's like it's it was slow roasted. Uh-huh, it was slow roasted. That's right. It's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah, I know. I know. Any other <laughs> thoughts about that? 
I mean, maybe just, you know, for all our listeners out there, as you're at mass, listen for the word lamb, right? Mm. And, th- you know, there's the three times lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. And then behold the lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Like that's not an arbitrary saying that this is, this is who the lamb is. This is Jesus Christ, the new lamb of God. And here we are mm-hmm. at the perpetuation of his sacrifice on Calvary mm-hmm. and it coming and entering into that, that new covenant family every time that we... We're at mass, so um, so listen for the lamb and uh, follow the lamb, I guess, and behold the lamb and behold him. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So yeah. Well, you got any place you want to? Ooh, I was perusing the board oh, before you came up here today. You don't say. And there are really a lot of really good ones left. And I, what caught my eye, well, we still have John 15 and John 17. So anytime you're ready to go to there, I'm ready to go back to John too. But marriage in the Eucharist is, is down there at the bottom. Sure. That'd be really good. The Our Father in Mass, I mean, how can that not be good? Oh, the yeah, prayer Christ gave bad. us. They're all, they're all really good that are yeah, left. Architecture, so. posture. Mm-hmm. Eucharistic procession is in there. You see that? And then behold the lamb and I'm not worthy. Oh, Maybe that's a fitting place to that's go. That's kind of a good one. Although you know how this goes. One hand throws, another hand guides. <laughs> and that is what happened that's here, folks. That's what happens, yes. Yeah, because we are going We're going to, to posture. Mm-hmm. Kneel, sit, stand. Good, okay. Yep. Be okay. full of demonstrations. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not for me. I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, I didn't sign yeah. up for moving. I like to sit and talk. <laughs> sitting down, drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting point, you know, at... Catholic mass, we don't serve coffee because there's just too much movement. You'd spill it all over the place. Right. You, there's, Yeah, no. I'm excited to dive into that because there is, obviously, because people who are outside of the, the church, that's very confusing. You're up, you're down, you're kneeling. What is the point of all of this? There is a point to all of it. Mm-hmm. So we can dive into that next week. Okay. Can't wait. Closing prayer. We talked about how there was a hymn that ended the Passover, right? The great Hillel. Psalm 118. Sure. So let's end there, you think? Mm. You want to sing it? <laughs> Don't tempt me with that. Yesterday, somebody said, you want to sing? And we sang. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, do it. Here, here you go. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so we'll end here with this hymn of Thanksgiving, Psalm 118. By the way, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's God, you'd never it. say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Waiting the whole podcast for that. <laughs> hymn of Thanksgiving. Give thanks to the Lord who is good, whose love endures forever. Let the house of Israel say, God's love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, God's love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, God's love endures forever. In danger I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is with me. I am not afraid. What can mortals do against me? The Lord is with me as my helper. I shall look in triumph on my foes. Better to take refuge in the Lord than to put one's trust in mortals. Better to take refuge in the Lord than to put one's trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me. In the Lord's name, I crushed them. They surrounded me on every side. In the Lord's name, I crushed them. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like fire among thorns. In the Lord's name, I crushed them. I was hard-pressed and falling, but the Lord came to my help. The Lord, my strength and might, came to me as Savior. The joyful shout of deliverance is heard in the tents of the victors. 
The Lord's right hand strikes with power. The Lord's right hand is raised. The Lord's right hand strikes with power. I shall not die but live and declare the deeds of the Lord. The Lord chastised me harshly, but did not hand me over to death. Open the gates of victory. I will enter and thank the Lord. This is the Lord's own gate where the victors enter. I thank you for you answered me. You have been my savior. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it and be glad. Lord, grant salvation. Lord, grant good fortune. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the Lord's house. The Lord is God and has given us light. Join in procession with leafy branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I give you thanks. My God, I offer you praise. Give thanks to the Lord who is good. His love endures forever.